It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. You can order award-winning Jonesy Q rubs and sauces at jonesyq.com. Use promo code OOBSHOW if you order $20 or more and receive free shipping. That's jonesyq.com. Promo code OOBSHOW. Check it out. This is the SEC Insider Hit. It's driven by the John Deere tractors at Mississippi Ag. Visit agup.com to find a retail location near you. Let's go. All right, good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show is uh, driven by Fleetway Market. Fuel up at Fleetway Market for your next road trip. When you go see the Saints without Sean Payton. Just kidding. Wow. Uh, Fuel up at Fleetway Market. Going to SEC basketball and SEC baseball games and the hunting camp. Also, uh, there's over 20 Fleetway Market locations in the state of Mississippi. And in Gluckstadt, in Gluckstadt. All right, they have the Market Cafe. Great food. Great food at Fleetway Market and the Market Cafe in Gluckstadt. We welcome in our friend, NFL Insider, Senior Analyst, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. And Steve Palazzolo joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. And uh, Steve, is it true that you have Joe Burrow pajamas? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, we have to. It's all, it's an obligation here in Cincinnati. We got the whole uh, the city's all colored orange right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Burrow's our guy. Man, so I know I asked you this last week, but this is fun, okay? Especially when it's a a franchise who who hasn't won uh, in football in a long time, and even in baseball since 1990 with the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, tell me again, what's it been like since since they won the big game last weekend? Yeah, I mean, there's just there, there has been just this renewed sense of hope, right? And again, I compare it to those those Andy Dalton years where they say, "Oh, we had a good team," and 
but like nobody really believed Andy Dalton was going to go in there and win playoff games. There is a legitimate belief that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and this offense can play with anybody. And of course they did beat the chiefs back in week 17. So there's just a renewed sense of hope here in Cincinnati. And um, I think everybody obviously wants to win right now, but even if they don't, you know, there's still this belief that the Bengals are going to be there every year, which is completely different from what it had been in the past. There was a lot of, you know, they don't invest enough and the ownership doesn't care about us and all that stuff. All of a sudden Joe Burrow is a franchise changer and, you know, he's changed, I think, the way uh, this, the, the people of Cincinnati believe uh, in the Bengals and the team this year. That's awesome, man. I mean, that's what it's all about. So cool what's happening with the Cincinnati Bengals. Do you give them a shot this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I, of course, any team has a shot. I mean, I think I, I would have, you know, I mean, I picked the Chiefs to beat the Bengals in week 17, and Cincinnati won, and I thought, um, you know, you saw what happened last week when it's the playoffs and things are on the line. Mahomes, you know, essentially other than the Super Bowls, has been has been incredible. I thought his two Super Bowls were his worst games. But Mahomes has been incredible. That offense, you know, they're just so tough to stop in Kansas City. So, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs are the favorites for a reason, but the Bengals do have a chance to, to compete. They're going to have to protect Burrow a lot better. And I think it's fascinating when you look at what the Bengals did back in week 17 at the end of the game. I don't know if you remember exactly the way it went down, but it's a tie game over a couple minutes left in the game. And the Bengals did everything they could to run out every last second of the clock. Played with fire a little bit. They went forward on fourth down in a tie game instead of kicking the go-ahead field goal because they didn't want Mahomes to get the ball back because of what we just saw last week. You give them 13 seconds, all of a sudden they're in field goal range. Incredible. the Bengals played a great in week 17. They kind of lucked out a little bit. They got a fourth down penalty. They get a new set of downs. They can run. They ran the clock out, kicked the game winning field goal. Mahomes never saw the ball. So it's like that type of fine line that the Bengals are working with against Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, that Chiefs offense that really, those dudes just like change the arithmetic at the end of games because they could be so special even in a limited amount of time. Yeah, they do. Would, would your approach be go and let it rip and play super aggressive? Or how? what would your approach be for the Cincinnati Bengals knowing who the Chiefs are and how many times they've been here, Steve? It, it has to be let it rip. It has to be, you know, score as many points as possible. I mean, it's, uh, you're, you're, even if you try to shorten the game against the Chiefs, they'll, they'll have enough possessions to put points on the board. I think the tricky part here is I don't think the Bengals have a better defense than the Bills. Bills have a very good defense, and, and that, that, that Chiefs offense carved them off. I mean, the, the Chiefs went through their midseason lull. That was real, but they're back. You know, they're, they found answers to what the NFL was throwing at them. So, yeah, when when the Bengals put the ball in Joe Burrow's hands, week 16 and 17 in particular, is against the Ravens and the Chiefs, and they said, go out and win this game. We're not going to just hand the ball to Joe Mixon 25 times like they were earlier in the year. Burrow came through, threw for over 500 yards per game over the two-game stretch. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to be exactly like that again, but there was a point where they pivoted to a pass-first team, put the ball in Burrow's hands, and said, Burrow, Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, go win these games. And I think that's what they're going to need this weekend in the AFC Championship. Ah, I can't wait. This is going to be fun. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. He joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line as we have the AFC and NFC Championships this weekend. Um all right, how about Matthew Stafford? 
And when everybody thought maybe that Brady was going to do what they always do after throwing the great pass to Evans and, and the comeback looked like it could happen, how about what McVay, Stafford, and Cooper Cup pulled off with that huge pass down the field to solidify the win? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you saw my tweet before it happened, but I said there was too much time left for Cooper Cup because that dude's uncoverable. And you saw back-to-back passes make this guy fall down and then gets behind the defense on that weird zero blitz call by the Bucks. But got to hand it to Stafford. I mean, he made the big throw that, that Jared Goff wasn't making in that offense. And then all the more, if you really want to put it out there, what the Rams struggled with was – overload blitz pressure with Jared Goff. That was that was the weakness of their offense. That was the play that the Patriots ran in the Super Bowl against the Rams, zero blitz, and Goff threw it up for an interception. And the same play, Stafford hits Cooper Cup for the eventual game winner. So, you know, I think it just kind of showed the the way that that offense has progressed under Matthew Stafford, some of the different options that they have now. Uh, the ability to get the ball down the field and just how how difficult it is to cover Cooper Cup uh, at any point, but especially late in the game. So good on Stafford, uh, you know, showing. I, I don't think Stafford's been as good as the staff this year, but he's been very good and he's been excellent in the playoffs. Made a lot, you know, hasn't made a lot, hasn't made the bad decisions, and you know, showing off the arm talent and everything that he's capable of. Steve Palazzolo on the Out of Bounds Show. Okay, Rams 49ers. This is a lot of fun for people. Two young coaches who are super aggressive, front offices, same way. Um, what do you make about of all the buzz around Mike McDaniel, the offensive coordinator for Shanahan? And evidently he's a you know, another up and coming young wizard on offense and all the wrinkles that they do in the running game and the fact that he went to Yale. How long have you known about him? Are you buying that he is one of the next dudes? Tell me about him. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of similar to how McVay's coaching tree all got jobs a couple of years ago, uh, including Zach Taylor, who's in the Final Four right now. And anybody who's ever you know, had a, co- a, co- a cup of coffee with Sean McVay was getting interviews, Brandon Staley and the whole deal. You know, you're starting to see that maybe with, with Shanahan and that tree. I mean, Shanahan's dad, Mike, has a great coaching tree, which includes Sean McVay and a lot of the guys around the league. So I think you're just starting to see more of that. McDaniel, clearly, he's just had a couple sharp interviews, right? He's um, and, and that catches people's eye, whether it's, you know, making a couple jokes and just sounding like a, you know, hipster offensive coordinator combined with the actual smart things he's saying, you know, why they run toss plays but, but run them downhill instead of outside, why they – why they do certain things, uh, because clearly the evidence is on the field. This system is taking Jimmy Garoppolo, who has not played well overall in the last two games, and uh, they've won a lot of games with Jimmy Garoppolo, who's been good, not great, throughout his Niners career when he's been on the field. And they just win with Jimmy Garoppolo, and they create offense, and they created a running back out of Devo Samuel, and they've got Trent Williams in motion as a, you know, like an H-back, basically, at 340 pounds. So they're just doing some really creative things, and I think that's why the NFL is intrigued by Mike McDaniel because he's in the middle of that room, you know, doing those unique things that are creating offense um, and making all the pieces fit in San Francisco. Are you going Rams? Yeah, I, I can't get over this six straight wins 
by the Niners. And, and again, you know, these, they just played in week 18, and I'm thinking, okay, there's no way the first five games matter. And then the, you know, the Rams get out to a 17 to nothing lead, and it's like, okay, they finally are going to do it. They're going to get over this hump and beat the Niners. And, and they didn't. They blew it. So um, I'll go back to the well and, and take the Rams. But, man, there's probably something to this, you know, do the Niners just match up a certain way against the Rams to negate an Aaron Donald, to negate Jalen Ramsey. They do just enough on defense to uh, put a little bit of pressure and take the offense off schedule. And, uh, there's a lot that the Niners do well, but I still think the Rams are a better team and they'll figure out how to beat the Niners this particular time around. Okay. Steve Palazzolo on the Out of Bounds Show and the Corona Premier Guest Line. Let's go to Sean Payton and his unbelievable run in New Orleans. 16 years. Um, a Super Bowl. Blake, did you say nine playoff appearances yesterday? Yes, they had five in the history of the program prior to Sean Payton. He okay. had nine. He went nine and eight prior to the Sean Payton's arrival. To the Saints were one and five in playoff games. Incredible, St- Steve. Will you will you talk about his impact and and how good they won forty percent of their games from nineteen sixty seven to two thousand five, and he won sixty two percent of his games as the head coach for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, an absolute game changer, obviously. And it's, you know, it's so funny because we're going through all these coaching searches right now, and it's tough to really know who the best guys are. You know, Sean Payton at the time. I mean, Payton early in his career, I think, I think it was the Giants Super Bowl run in 2000, he got stripped of play-calling duties. Yeah. You know, he was, he was like the hot-shot play-caller, and for whatever reason, the, you know, it wasn't working with the Giants that particular year, and Jim Fossil started calling plays. It just kind of shows you don't really know. And Peyton was always a good offensive mind. And then what he brought to New Orleans, obviously he was the right fit, but he just brought incredible offensive stability. It, it obviously coincides with, you know, getting Drew Brees uh, and, and getting Drew Brees at a time when people didn't know what his shoulder was like. And, you know, the rest is history. I think uh, the level of consistency that they brought to the table offensively and then when they had the defense on track, obviously there were some rough years in there as well, but when they had the defense on track, they were always among the best teams in the league. So uh, incredible job by Peyton. You saw what he was capable of doing. We discussed it plenty here when Drew Brees was either hurt or gone, still found ways to win. Um, I think the New Orleans, you know, we talked about the Rams having a, a unique style and how they, they build their team. I think the Saints are right there. You know, they had a lot of go for it type of years and pushing the cap back and, uh, I thought they did a great job of just managing the entire organization with Peyton being right at the center of that, keeping it all together. So, yeah, just a, an incredible run. And, and, you know, I think you guys laid it out, taking a franchise that was among the league's worst and making it one of the best for uh, quite a while. Yeah. I mean, they were irrelevant and dysfunctional for decades. And he made them relevant. And then, of course, wins the Lombardi Trophy. Um are you ready to go on record and say that Sean Payton will be coaching Dak Prescott in 2023? <laughs> now, this, this, these are the most obvious rumors around the NFL now. Sean Payton to the Cowboys and Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos, right? These are the, this is the lowest hanging fruit around the NFL. But clearly Payton left his options open. And, you know, if the Cowboys fail again this year, I don't see Mike McCarthy sticking around much longer. So, yeah, let's get the rumors started. Sean Payton 
is Dak Prescott. And look, if Dak can't do it with Sean Payton, is he ever going to do it? There's, you know, there's pressure on Dak then to perform when this happens in 2023. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll take that bet. Uh, Sean Payton can elevate Dak and the offense um, without question to me. All right, you just hit on something. With what Denver is doing, I mean, do, this thing is in play, right? They're going to make a run and do everything they can to land Aaron Rodgers? I, I would think so. I mean, I've been joking that Aaron Rodgers doesn't like a whole lot of people in the world, but one of them apparently is Nathaniel Hackett. So the fact that he's got the he's got the head coaching job with the Broncos, I don't really mean that. I don't know what Aaron's personal life is really like, but uh, clearly there's a connection there with, with, with Nathaniel Hackett. Rodgers has some serious decisions to make because the Packers have serious decisions to make with Devontae Adams, a free agent. Even if they franchise him, they're going to lose some of their good players. I think it's a tricky one, though, because if Aaron Rodgers is really trying to maximize the Super Bowl window, it might still be in Green Bay, where Minnesota and Chicago are completely rebuilding, and the Lions are completely rebuilding, and they don't have all the hot-shot AFC quarterbacks like, you know, like the other conference has. So, it's an interesting dynamic. Of course, you know, you're not going to shy away from competition or anything, but if you're truly trying to maximize odds here, your odds are still best in Green Bay where you, you know, again, you'll know the system in Denver. At least you don't have to adjust to that, but this familiarity in Green Bay that might make it even better for Aaron Rodgers to stick around. But, yeah, clearly that's going to be the talk of the NFL right now is Rodgers going to Denver. And Denver's got a good roster, right? We were talking about this last year. He almost, you know, it seemed like he almost ended up there even without Nathaniel Hackett. So, Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus on the Out of Bounds Show. Blake, you got something for? Yeah, Steve. Steve we, uh, you were talking a little bit about the the Rams and and kind of the way they were able to come back against the Bucks, and obviously we saw what Patrick Mahomes did with 13 seconds and a couple timeouts, which is just truly remarkable. But I I thought there was this interesting interesting moment in the Rams game that showed who McVay is and why. I think a lot of people have McVay, faith in McVay to get back to the promised land and probably ultimately win one at, at some point. Matt Stafford on that first drive with about 36 seconds left took a sack. Okay, And I was sitting with my dad, who's like 65 or something like that, and he said, oh, they must be running out the clock. Like They're just going go to the, go, you know, go to overtime. And I said, no, no, no. I was like, he was trying to get out of pressure. It was like, McVay doesn't go to overtime. And then we saw the next play. They dial up the zero blitz, and they go for it. Talk a little bit about the mentality of taking a sack in that moment and saying, no, we have the stones. We're going to call timeout. We're going to reset. I don't care that we just lost two yards. We're going down there. We're kicking a field goal. We're winning this game in regulation. Talk about how so many coaches would have taken that sack and said, well, on to overtime. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, part of it, I think, is just the confidence in Matthew Stafford, too. And I think if if you do want to get into, okay, what have been the differences in this Rams offense this year versus having Jared Goff? And I think Goff's fine. He was a good NFL quarterback. But the Rams this offseason said, we got to get better. We have to get better. We have to get better when I'm not dialing up perfect plays, right? And when we're not dialing up perfect plays. So they have confidence in Stafford to flip the field. And, and I don't think they would have done that maybe a year ago with the Jared Goff necessarily. So I think part of it's the confidence in the quarterback. You know, as soon as Stafford got into the building, uh, you know, I've, I've heard announcers talk to it. I've got a, you know, my buddy, former PFFer Zach Robinson is in the quarterback room there. He said things are just different. You know, they, they, they have this confidence in Stafford uh, and they showed it, right? So when 
when you need a, a big-time throw down the field, Stafford has shown that he's capable of it. So I think it's as much, you know, McVay and his mentality as it but, – but it's also what you have in your actual quarterback, what you know his skill set is, um, and also this belief that even though he doesn't have the playoff experience, that the moment won't be too big for him. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot of it added up, and it ended up being a huge move. And it's also smart to say, okay, we're not going to test Tom Brady in the box who just made this 27-3 comeback. We're not going to test him in overtime. We've got to take a shot here to get him to yes. the goal Obviously, it paid off for the Rams. PFF.com, Steve Palazzolo, NFL insider on the Out of Bounds Show. Steve, you hit on something earlier, and I want to go back there. Um, I think all four teams have someone who's unguardable. Um, Tyreek Hill. Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel. Um, do you agree with that? One, two, is that where we're going? I mean, you can't just have a good wide receiver, okay, in that 10 to 20. You have to have, maybe not every year, but you almost have to have someone that's unguardable. Your thoughts? Yeah, and throw, I mean, the Chiefs have two. They have Tyree, uh, Travis Kelsey as well. So that's what's, that's what's made them special. Yeah, I, I think that's a huge part of the NFL. And, and again, I always, I always, like when you evaluate Mahomes, I always preface this. I'm not trying to take anything away from Patrick Mahomes and how special he's been through four years as a starter, but he has literally had the most uncoverable wide receiver in the NFL and the most uncoverable tight end in the NFL during that time. So that is a, it is a massive factor. And, you know, even if you go look at Julio Jones and his time with Atlanta, those guys are force multipliers, right? So there's the production that they create. There's the production they create for others because of how they attract defense. Uh, that is absolutely, there's absolutely something to that. And then in the NFL, when a wide receiver makes a great play, like A.J. Brown did on uh, last Saturday in that game, it's a 40-yard touchdown. Yeah, running backs will break one off every now and again, but they need other stuff to happen generally. Uh, receivers making big plays, they flip the field. You know, it's, it's Jamar Chase caught, you know, he, he had 266 receiving yards against the Chiefs. They don't win that game without Jamar Chase. Uh, the, the Chiefs, when they're making that ridiculous comeback, again, Mahomes is awesome, but when you can throw a 10-yarder to Tyreek Hill and he's faster than the fastest athletes in the world and takes it 64 yards to the house, that's, that's why. That's why the Chiefs were able to make that comeback. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on that. Fine uncoverable playmakers as difficult as it is those guys are force multipliers on the field we'll leave it there steve palazzolo pro football focus pff.com nfl insider on the corona premier guest line all right steve um i hope y'all win and i hope the Bengals <laughs> win and it's pandemonium and you're going to i guess sofa is that where it is la yeah for the Super Bowl. Boy, that'd be wild. Oh, so the Rams could play in their home stadium. We hadn't even talked about back that. back-to-back home games for the Super Bowl, yeah. Wow. Last year, Rams this year. We yeah. haven't hit that this with week Chiefs, either. With okay. the Chiefs in, in both of them, potentially. Wow. Okay. All right. Be good, buddy. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus on the Out of Bounds Show. Blake, what do you make of that? that are we going to that point where... You have to have an unguardable skill player. So, and he mentioned two with the Chiefs, but let's just Cooper Cup, yeah, Jamar Chase, Tyreek yeah. Hill slash Kelsey, and Debo Samuel. I mean, I think that's always been the ultimate goal of dynamic but offenses. There's more. 
there's like more of these guys today than Correct. there's ever been before. Because and there's a bigger focus. coaches will yeah. actually use them. I mean, Tim Brown may have been unguardable Correct. years ago, but they didn't they yeah. didn't use him. Uh, you could argue Randy Moss wasn't used enough. I mean, there there are guys. You could argue Jerry well, Rice wasn't. I mean, well, when you look at like different eras with talent, but there weren't like when they were playing, you didn't have all these guys. Yes, yeah. uh, there's definitely that are unguardable more because from from day one as a as a fifth grader, you're taught to play skill position at a different way, right? Yeah. Than you ever were before, so they're raised differently. That position is much more valuable than it used to be. I think of a guy like Randy Moss and Tom Brady. The Belichick Brady model of like let's get a bunch of nobodies and win is a very specific and difficult model to take. And it's look, over. Look at what Brady did when he had Randy Moss. I mean, he broke like every NFL passing record yeah. that year. So you'd prefer to have the guy who is unguardable, obviously. Who would you pick? Of the four top guys? Yeah, uh, yeah. Tyree kills the best in this moment. Cooper Cup might have more longevity moving forward. I don't know. That's a tough one. Jamar Chase, Brandon, is young. Oh, but man. he's not as proven as those other guys. Yeah. So a lot of Les Miles told him he couldn't play wide receiver. Should we drop that audio that's, on the other side? That's, that, that's the, the only thing Les Miles was telling people. Oh, my goodness. The Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone. Brought to you by Dr. Kirk Jeffries and Eye Care Professionals. Two locations on Lakeland Drive. Jackson and Bell Mead, Flowood. Eye Care Professionals and Dr. Kirk Jeffries. Back in a second. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 